Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about Fall Guys. Was it just a fad? Is it just a fad? If you're listening to this on any of the other locations, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com. That'll bring you right to the channel where we do these live streams, SNTRlive.com. Now, the reason we're talking about this is we're talking about this on the launch date of Fall Guys Season 4. And I am attempting to become more of a channel that does both news coverage as well as discussion and debate. So rather than just like give you the info on Fall Guys Season 4, I thought it'd be a good time to discuss games like this. Games like Fall Guys that have a meteoric rise and then seemingly fall very, very quickly. And I'm going to break it down into a couple of sections with regard to streamers and the types of games that need to be like this. How are they approachable and what they plan to do in Season 4. So the end of this video will have the details of season four for you so fall guys released in early 2020 to immediate praise and incredibly massive support from both streamers and gamers alike it quickly became one of the most watched and most played games for a season there was a time there where it was ridiculously popular it was the most watched on on the purple platform and there was a ton of videos and and funny things that happened put into montages over here on youtube now as they've evolved the game added new modes they've made changes and they've launched seasons it has settled into a reliable player pool but it's not quite what it was at launch with season four and a new squads mode they aim to bring back the party and the play with friends aspect but will it keep the game relevant also consider they've been acquired by epic i'll kind of talk about that at the end of the video and they have not yet launched on the xbox and the nintendo switch I see those launches being massive for this game mode. Number one, the Switch was made for this game. It just was. It's 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 the perfect game to kind of mess around with while you're bored on a portable gaming device. That market, that game type, the way that it looks, is really going to speak to that audience. Being on the Game Pass on Microsoft will be an enormous blessing and reach for this game to be seen and played by so many people and... Crossplay is already baked in, so this could really reinvigorate people to jump back in and play. It's good that they're getting this squads mode in before all that happens to kind of test it out and see what the player reception is like. First, let's talk about the streamer blessing. The streamer blessing is essentially something that we've seen start to take place in Uh, recent years it's kind of like when Oprah had a show and she'd have somebody on and they'd hold up their book for a whopping 10 seconds and it would become a bestseller simply because Oprah was like check out this book it's very very similar effect now if the right streamers and the right spark happens games seemingly just explode streamers have become an anomalous force within the gaming world seemingly out of nowhere an industry wasn't just born like there's an entire industry now of live streaming entertainers and talent okay and I use entertainers and talent loosely (laughs) Uh, but they have a massive influence so it's not just an industry but there's massive influence over some games it's it's become almost assumed now that in the gaming community streamers are going to play a part in the marketing of your game in the popularity of your game the massive amount of money that Apex Legends spent for its launch week was as far as I can tell money well spent it in many ways had a successful launch 
of their title with very little marketing almost solely done through sponsored street streamers they had people coming out and playing the game providing feedback they started leaking and doing little like hints and little like and little announcements and then all of a sudden that was their marketing funnel it was streamers playing the game that was it that was how they launched apex and Though it had some rocky starts and some things with their microtransactions that made things a little touch and go there, it was still, and still is today, a very popular title. Then, look at the sudden surge of Among Us. To the point, Among Us became so popular because of streamers and YouTubers playing it, the developers canceled their planned sequel to invest in the vanilla title. This is the streamer blessing. Now, this blessing can be a blessing and a curse. It's difficult to ignore the streamer influence over a game like Fall Guys. Tim the Tatman was astronomical. Like, his viewership was insane on his way to his first win. It was memed on. Very, very big and influential people and platforms were commentating on it, joking about it. But this blessing comes with a cliff of boredom and waning relevancy that drives all focus quickly to other titles and games. Streamers do not camp out forever on a game. Even Fortnite eventually reached that point where streamers started to drift and try other things because either the money wasn't there or they just got bored or the relevancy wasn't there either. Very few games endure for months and months and months at a time. There's too many things coming out and there's too many shifting sands of relevancy within the gaming world. So it's both a blessing and a curse because it inevitably drives participation of the audience down. If they see their favorite streamer playing, they want to play. They got a new skin, they bought a new skin, they earned a new skin, whatever, they want to go get those things as well. That's a massive portion of the audience that loses interest by proxy of who they're watching. Second, let's talk about from fun to frivolous. I think this is one of the leading causes to a game like Fall Guys having meteor just immediate success because it's super fun and it's hilarious but that fun that that baked into the crust simplicity and approachable kind of silliness quickly becomes frivolous the true challenge for a game like fall guys is keeping things fresh sure it's fun for a few hours and you laugh with your friends but eventually you just want to win to expedite unlocks and because the fun factor wears off after a batch of quick or painful losses you lose a couple rounds like my daughter went through this when she was playing she's laughing hysterically at her bean getting knocked all over the place she calls it the bean game her little beans get knocked around she thinks it's hysterical but then after a couple of rough losses her excitement sort of starts to go down and she just wants to win she wants to get to the finish line just the other night we tried a game called can't drive this and after a few hours you feel like you've basically seen and experienced enough for a while you know you're bored on a friday night crack some beers and play but play every day spend money in a micro store Probably not. A lot of players see the game in this light, and I think it's by nature of the game itself. It's the broad, thin principle. It's got to be broad, which inevitably makes it thin. Only one person can win. It has to be pretty approachable. There's not a lot of depth here. Somebody said earlier, there's not really a skill ceiling. You're absolutely correct. It's very basic game, and that leads to the sense of frivolity. Like, it isn't that exciting. It's just kind of silly throwaway. Seasonal models seem to help games like Fall Guys bring players back into the fold with brand new battle pass, shiny skins, and new game modes. More 
than anything, you have to give players a sense of gotta play on a regular basis urgency. Why do you need to log in every day and week? If you don't, it will fade to the sidelines of their attention. Essentially, gaming and streaming are getting interwoven because you're fighting for attention economy. It is the single greatest economy to fight for because if you have people's attention, that's how you get their money, your commitment, their loyalty, what have you. This is where Season 4 aims to shake things up. They're hoping to reinvigorate that aspect, and it's not surprising. This is likely geared towards some of the streamers. Season 4 Shake-Up is the last section here. The most notable announcement about Season 4 is the new squads mode. It enables a squad of players to both win and lose together. We've all been there, and early elimination makes it tough for those who want to continue playing, as well as for those who cannot. Fortnite did a similar move when they borrowed the reboot card idea from Apex Legends. Honestly, one of the primary reasons we here as a community drifted from playing Fall Guys for Fight Nights was because it got really rough. If I got early E-limbed, or somebody else did, it sort of just record scratches the fun, playful vibe of the entire game. It looks playful, it looks silly, they're goofy little beans wearing silly costumes, and you get early E-limbed, and it sort of takes the wind out of your sails, sort of takes the wind out of the balloon, the air out of the balloon. It's like, well, I don't want to, pl- I'm going to sit here and watch you play. So what happens? Well, they'd go play by themselves for a little bit and wait for the squad to get back together. Well, if they're having a good game, now the squad's broken up. They got to wait on this guy to finish his game and you start to get kind of mismatched. And then the, the, the evening sort of devolves into, all right, cool. I, I guess I'm going to go play something else. And now nobody's playing together. So they're aiming to say, if you play with your friends, you win or lose together. It's going to average the squad score, and you either advance or you don't advance. It's going to tabulate where everybody places. I actually think this is a brilliant decision, and streamers are likely going to jump back in in big numbers, big viewership. Lots of people will probably play this season because of that. Also, Mediatonic's acquisition by Epic brought this response. So a lot of people are wondering, like, they got bought by Epic. What does that mean? They said, your gameplay isn't changing and neither is our mission to bring Fall Guys to as many players as possible. Each season will continue to expand the game with new content, features, rounds, and costumes. Epic jumped on this game because I think they think it's a winner. And I also think once it's on Switch and the Game Pass, their consumer base and their their income levels are going to hit really, really high. Because if you don't have to pay for the game, you're way more likely to spend money in the micro store to buy skins and the exposure and the reach especially on the Nintendo Switch market is going to be massive I think this game is around to stay I don't think it's just a fad but I do think its nature and its genre will always be one that many of us play infrequently and then put down if you like this video be sure to share it with other people or always come and check me out live at sntrlive.com Thanks for listening to another episode of Today on SNTR Presents. And today, we're talking about Fall Guys. Fall Guys Season 4 goes live today on March the 22nd when we're recording this. And I wanted to know, like, is it just a fad? Is Fall Guys just a fad? And I asked the audience a question that we're going to be combing through their poll results. If you're listening to this as an audio version podcast, I really appreciate you supporting the show and this new format. A little bit different than what we traditionally were doing, but we found that this podcast vibe was more organic when we did it in this way. So the question that we posed this morning was, you know, is the Fall Guys Season 4 info enough to get you back in or enough to get you to try the game? Is it enough to get you in or try the game? We've got this information about Season 4 and some stuff that they're adding. And 419 people have voted so far and 85% have said no. 
they've said no. Now, this is, I think, related to the fad, one-hit wonder nature of the game, which if you're listening to the audio version of this, you've already heard me break down what I think about what goes into games being a fad or or being sort of almost like a bottle rocket game where like, woof, it spikes way up and everyone looks at it and then it quickly uh, fizzles out, okay? So, let's just take a look at some of the results here from the... Uh, the, the poll, and I'm going to respond to some of these people. Sid responded to the poll and says, no, I don't play games like this. I need something with more substance. I hear that. That's obviously related to what I'm going to be talking about today. There's this, I think there's a natural nature to games like this to be broad, which thins them out because they want everybody to be able to play. Now, I know Fortnite went through this to a certain degree. It was very appealing. As a battle royale, it felt very approachable. It felt extremely approachable, very accessible, and it took off. I played Fortnite for two hours, and I told people, this game will be bigger than PUBG. I remember somebody clipping that, putting it on Twitter, and calling me an idiot. They're like, this guy is an idiot. Doesn't know what he's talking about. He's like, you've only played the game for two hours, and you're already claiming it's going to be bigger than PUBG. I just saw the perfect recipe of a streamable, fun, extremely approachable game, and I always said that PUBG's popularity was because there was nothing else to play like it. It was an unoptimized, glitchy, buggy mess, and that if something came out that was smoother and more approachable, it would it would be way, way more popular. And Fortnite ended up being that king, right? Now, to a certain extent, what went into that, though quickly became the betrayal of what it offered because suddenly people realized you could bind all the building you know keys to your mouse and you could build extremely fast i remember watching myth uh he got the nickname tower sitting myth tsm people you know used to tease him because he went for most solo wins that's how he got so popular that's how he and i met is he actually killed me in a solo game and i remember watching him play and that quickly became the way to win was you would build up and make it almost impossible for people to tear you down and then it quickly became oh you can build in the middle of a fight and make it almost impossible for somebody to beat you your weapons became sort of a background strategy the main strategy was outbuild the opponent well what quickly happened was that game tilted away from being an ex- an approachable and and sort of casual game They have since, seemingly at almost every turn, tried to make Fortnite more approachable, tried to make Fortnite, uh, you know, more of a casual affair. They put bots in the game uh, so, you know, younger or lesser skilled players can get easy kills in the beginning and feel some sense of achievement. They like to get those racked up kills. They have the they have the season pass with season pass challenges. So there's a sense of progression because they know the odds are 99 people are losing this game. There's nothing you can do about that. More people are always going to lose than win. It's the sheer nature uh, of it's the sheer nature of a battle royale. No, that's not what TSM stands for. That's just what people would joke about when he got into TSM. And so the 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 game has always struggled with that aspect of there are really really highly competitive people who can build and do things that are seemingly, you know, inhuman and it makes it really unapproachable for other people. Now I say all that to say this. Fall Guys seemed to offer 
the antithesis of a super competitive battle royale. It was goofy. It was fun. Your my my daughter calls it the bean the bean game. My kids don't call it Fall Guys. They call it the bean game. They love the bean game. She sits in here with her cute little her cute little glasses that block the blue light. They're adorable. Uh, and she plays the bean game and she is in here cackling and laughing and periodically my son and I will be playing Lego Star Wars in the other room periodically she'll say you know I, I beat it Papa I beat it she she got to the end of one of the levels she's actually gotten a lot better I've been very impressed with her resilience because it's, t- it's actually a tough game <laughs> it's actually a tough game and because of that I think that the cuteness and the approachableness of Fall Guys lulled people into like, oh, this is going to be so fun. This is going to be awesome. And then it quickly turns into, yeah, this isn't actually that great. It's incredibly hard to win. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very narrow. And, you know, it, it's only, it's only fun to watch your character flop, fail and get launched, you know, for a couple of hours. And so the approachableness and the broad reach of the game ends up making the game, I think by default, very thin. So it makes sense for somebody to say, like Sid here, nah, I need more substance. The game the game just really doesn't have substance. I totally get that. Fendago responded to the poll, I still really enjoy playing this with friends on the weekends. It's a fun game, so I'll definitely be playing more. Uh, party game, best game. I think that's the best way to treat a game like this, is to treat it like a party game. You're definitely not plugging away every day, which is one of the reasons why the seasons and the season passes. I think they like to put those in there because it does sort of prod you and give you that reason to make sure you log in, um, make sure you get you know all your stuff unlocked. And I, I think that that's actually a really smart play from the game companies. This idea that like, hey, there's a reason to keep playing. There's a reason to log in. Because if you are going to play hyper casual, every time you log in, you're going to kind of see, right? You're going to, you're going to see that stuff to, oh man, what am I, what am I going to do? Um, you know, I'm going to run out of time, right? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to log back in. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I complete all this stuff. The real challenge I think though, with a game like Fall Guys is, you only care about the skins and the currency and finishing the season passes if you care about the game if that makes sense like they kind of have to go together Fortnite was a little bit different you you cared about the game you cared about winning you cared about what your character looked like you cared about getting all of the stuff Fall Guys I think it's harder for you to care and get attached to your character even though the customization team is brilliant and they do an amazing job I do think the season pass is less likely to hook people this is one of the reasons I do think the squad mode the squad mode might actually help Fall Guys slowly build back up their daily player engagement because people are going to be like, oh, hey, we can go back and play again because we, it, 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 we don't, I don't, if we, we win and lose as a team. One of the biggest struggles in Fortnite was always an early elimination. It stunk. It's like you'd land, everybody would get kitted up to go, and then one guy gets elimed. Now, this is before they did the reboot cards. They kind of stole that from Apex. That was always a gigantic bummer. Well, well, Fall Guys suffered the same difficulty. You get elimed in the first the first showing, your team's going to want to keep going. Like, come on, man. Let, let, let's keep going. Well, then, when we played it on fight nights, it would break up the band. I'd get elimed. I'd shoutcast for a little bit, but eventually it's like, come on, man. I want to play. I don't want to sit here for forever. Or, they would get elimed and be like, well, I'm out. I guess I'll, I'll wait to see if I can play, you know, with the next group or whatever. 
So that could create like a slow growth pattern for the game. But I think, I just, I think so, so for games like this, I don't know if there is a way to get back on top and be, you know, exceptionally po- uh, popular again. It's going to come and go. I do think streamers are related to that. Season 4 is likely to have a resurgence of streamers playing together because of the squad mode. I think there'll be funny moments. There'll be moments where they lose because they have a weak link and they'll all get, you know, mad in quotations at that person. What are the characteristics that identify a fad? Fall Guy's been out for a year now, hasn't it? That's a pretty long uh, for a simple little game. Well, it, it it has been out for about a year. That is correct, because I think it was like February of last year, and they're on season four. The question is, after an entire year, is it a fad meaning... Fortnite is now like a household game. PUBG, H1Z1, Call of Duty, these are household names. These are titles that aren't going anywhere. The question is, was is, is has Fall Guys ascended to that level or is it slowly going down? Because they did a new season in December and it didn't really move the Steam numbers. I was actually kind of surprised. I checked the Steam, the Steam charts and their new season in December didn't do all that well now you might say well that's the holiday season that's a that's tough competition isn't it that you know there's a lot of games coming out and you know going and getting your your snow your your little snow theme and your santa claus outfit and all the cool stuff they were giving away it might not be enough to bring people in at that time of year so i think right now could be a really really good time for fall guys to have this huge resurgence and bounce back both in the realm of streaming because we know that helps these games we know that helps these games because kids see their favorite streamer playing and then they go play and try and get the skins as well so another response from the poll Jeritol Gamer longtime supporter here I say yes because I'm not sure it wasn't an option with all of the other games coming out I don't know if it's enough to get me into that game you know I, 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 I get that I totally do there one of the challenges right now is when you're a lower entry game whether it's low entry cost or just low entry commitment I think it's challenging uh, for a handful of reasons number one the main reason it's challenging is people are like I don't really care about your game there's all these other games coming out this is just kind of a silly party game and that's totally understandable right it's totally understandable. It's like, well, there's there's a lot there's a lot of games out right now, right? Like why why am I going to spend time playing a game or dedicating time to a game that's essentially a party game? It's tough to get on the table when it's competing with and right around the corner, it's good that they're launching this season when they are cuz right around the corner, once April and May hit, a lot of new games are coming out. <clears throat> I'm having, uh, this person's name is I'm having chest pain. It says, was never interested from the jump. Fall Guys always felt like a game that was made and catered to streamers and content creators. I'm glad people are excited for the new stuff, just not for me. Um, uh, I can see that angle. I can see the angle of like, this is meant to be, because it's it's inspired by uh, Takeshi's Castle, and Most Extreme Elimination was an overdub of Takeshi's Castle, if you don't know what those are. If you've heard of Wipeout, the American version, sort of, of Takeshi's Castle, that's essentially what those game shows were. 
it was a it was it was sort of this game show i i was it japanese i i'm not i'm not familiar with the the region that it was actually filmed and broadcast in but most extreme elimination would overdub it with english and poke fun and be silly it was almost like mystery science theater of a of a, of a really really goofy game show where people are like falling and getting hurt and not like severely hurt just like you know falling off of stuff and then you know wipe out tried to capitalize on the theme and it, it did okay I think I don't even know if Wipeout's still out still around but I could see that angle here of well you know Fall Guys is sort of meant to be a spectacle it's meant to be something where you laugh at you know Tim the Tapman try to get a win for weeks I mean they memed the ever loving crap out of him that was probably one of the smartest things I've ever seen a game do or a streamer they leaned into it. Tim's brilliant. He really is. He's a brilliant entertainer. He's very talented. And the guys from Fall Guys, I mean, they knew exactly how to handle that situation. It was it was it was a phenomenal if moment for the game and for a streamer like there were so many people commentating on him getting a win there were people there were some big names weren't there i think there were even like celebrities or sports like casters or something who sort of started taking shots at him it was hysterical it really really was and it was one of the best moments i've seen people lean into they leaned into the failure and the and the frustration and the rage and it made for fantastic television and so they th- that I think gives credence to what 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 chest pain is saying here is that it's kind of made for streamers. It's kind of made for those moments, um, th- th- those those things that happen that are you can't really. It's like catching lightning in a bottle. Like you're never going to create that moment inorganically, right? ESPN Gaming made a documentary out of it. That's hysterical, right? Like you cannot, you can't. You, you can't fabricate or orchestrate those types of moments. It, 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 it really isn't possible. Okay? And so, th- that was probably one of the really, really big moments for Fall Guys. It probably really, really helped their game. Honestly, someone that big and popular trying to win and leaning into the rage, the frustration, and the hilarity of it I think really, I mean, I know he had insane channel growth because of it, and I guarantee you they had a lot of great growth as a, as a game. And that's, I think, problematic for a game like this, because everyone looks at the Steam charts, and they're like, man, look how far this game has fallen, and it's like, well, I mean, that growth pattern, number one, wasn't sustainable, that player, that player average wasn't sustainable either, it was in some respects a little it was a little anomalous right yeah i wonder if fall guys and among us are going to do something because of the end of the trailer they 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 make an among us uh reference in the fall guys season four trailer and i'm actually curious if they're they're planning on doing something together because you could easily do among us themed uh skins and stuff it would i think it would be you know pretty pretty hysterical um so more more and more um more and more i would say that you're you're gonna have to for games like this you're gonna have to strike on what's hot you're gonna have to strike on what's happening um 
and Among Us, them like them like making an Among Us reference and potentially teaming up with Among Us would be a really, really smart pull. We're really, really smart play. If you guys want to take our poll, we want to hear from you. Okay? I want to hear from you. Can you sway the results here? You know, is Fall Guys Season 4 the info? Is it enough to bring you back to try out the game? We have almost 500 votes now. Let's pump those poll numbers up. If you're here early in the morning, you have a greater chance of having your comment read. Uh, Fuzzy Dude commented here. Honestly, I never got into Fall Guys. I didn't enjoy watching it on streams. Uh, Among Us uh, Revival kind of blew all that momentum this game uh, had for me. Uh, This is why streaming is a blessing and a curse. You know, the streamer blessing, you know, is also can be a bit of a curse, right? Um, it, 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 it can be a bit of a blessing and a curse because you can you can have a meteoric rise and then in the same in the sa- at the same speed that you rise, you can also quickly fall. Um, so the 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 nature of uh, the streamer blessing, um, I mean, it, you can you can you can hurt a game sometimes too with too much popularity like if a game isn't ready you know imagine right now if some of the biggest streamers ever started playing that um, that early access wanted raccoon game that could inevitably be bad for that game because they're not ready it's rough around the edges it's it's early access and it's it's got some things they need to work out and make better and they, you know, that could be like the sweet embrace of you know, we crashed that one website the one day that we launched a partnership with. And I was like, all right, guys, check out my landing page. And you guys, you guys all clicked in such high volume. We crashed the page. Um, so, <laughs> and, uh, the contract with them is, is, uh, is what led to everybody. <laughs> yeah. That was the contract with advanced GG. We literally crashed their page. We had so many people clicking on it. So, <laughs> uh, Gpod says, I had fun watching streamers play this game for a week and then I forgot it existed. Uh, I bet this is common. That's probably a pretty pretty common response. Robert Jones says, what happened to games like Fall Guys happens fairly often to a lesser extent on PSN every month. Game is hot for a while. Months later, no one to match make. Uh, Sustaining a player base is super hard. Uh, This is something... This is something that I think a lot of, uh, you know, people on the internet, you know, people that commentate, people that, you know, go on tweet tirades and Reddit and all this other stuff. I think a lot of people forget that it's incredibly challenging to maintain a player base, right? We're not covering Destiny right now. I don't really even like talking about the game, but in the years, um, in the years that I covered the game. Uh, I thought it was, you know, funny how people would look at the player base numbers and, and jeer or mock or like celebrate when the player base numbers got low. I was like, man, like if you only knew, if you only knew how challenging it is, how many other games would kill for the numbers that they're still able to maintain in destiny and you start looking at other games and their and their player retention and you'll get a very clear picture at just how absolutely merciless, brutal and short attention span the video game industry is. It's really really tough. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if 
a lot of a lot of what's going on a lot of what's going on I would think is going to lead to an even greater resurgence of single player games in especially indie single player games because if your game is built off of being successful around a sustained player base an interested player base you you have to understand how really really difficult that truly is as I said earlier, you know, you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. You're trying to have a magic moment that captivates a large audience and then keeps them around. Um, so, I, you know, I would say that more and more the, the, the highs and lows of games like this that try to launch and either have great success or, or great failure is going to probably motivate a lot of the smaller dev studios to say, let's just launch really good single player games. It's easier to, to get the ROI, it's easier to have success, because think about it you get a couple big streamers to play your game, and then a bunch of people go and buy it, and then you're you're off to the races, you're gonna make a ton of money, and then in three months it doesn't matter if, if your game's less popular you made the money that you needed to to make a sequel, or to make, you know, who knows if your game requires a sustained player base, I think that's probably one of the greater challenges in the gaming world right now is it's not just making games it's making and maintaining a player base or growing I should say and maintaining a player base these games are designed for younger gamers so they'll probably keep a young player base but more serious gamers will drop them after a bit yeah maybe maybe another comment on the poll here from Joey B playing he be playing y'all he says never played it anyway what's your name you liar Uh, but it was enjoyable game to watch reminded me of MXC uh, it is actually inspired by, I'm probably going to butcher the name, Takeshi's Castle and MXC. Uh, it's actually inspired by that. His name's Joey B. Play, and he's not even played it. Fat Steven Seagal said, I'll give it a look, uh, but there's other games out there that have my attention vigor at the moment. Uh, hearing this a lot lately. It's, I think it's tough for people to pay attention to games all at once. You kind of have to focus on just a couple, you know? The, 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 you, you can't focus on everything. You can't play everything. And if you try to, you're, you're likely to, to not, you know, in, enjoy, enjoy yourself. I would think. You know? Uh, um, I, you know one of the things that's been going on right now I think in the gaming world is that gamers are starting to realize that not only can you play other games but if you really want to enjoy games you should probably stick to games that are sort of designed for you Um, I don't know what it is about gamers that it's almost like especially in loot based games it's like they want every game to sort of be the same but then they don't so then they get you know it's you can't have every game being made for you so to a certain extent one of the best things you can do as a gamer is to avoid certain games just don't play them that's one of the things I've gotten like I've gotten better at is if I play a game for an hour and I'm like yeah no this isn't for me I don't let people talk me into continuing I just don't. I've, I've had that experience before. Oh, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. Keep going. Keep going. I'm like, nah, I'm good. 
I'm 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 okay, right? I'm not I'm not doing you know I'm not doing this right now, right? Kind of a thing. Uh, so you're you're probably going to be a happier gamer if you take that approach. I've not played the Hunt Showdown. No, I remember people saying that they felt like it had massive potential. I remember people saying that uh, they felt like it had massive potential. That like they felt like it was going to be super popular. Um, my kids call my my kids say poplier. Uh, I swear it's starting to infect my brain. I almost said poplier. Um. Uh. The the uh the, the the Doctor Strange love that my my daughter has developed. She loves Doctor Strange, and she's really angry that he's. I told her it's like he's not very popu- popular. <laughs> I almost said it again. It's like he's not very popular, kiddo. I was like, so there's not gonna be a lot of toys and and stuff with Doctor Strange on it. And so I said, now he's got a movie coming out. So, you know, maybe when his movie comes out, he'll, he'll be more uh, popular. <laughs> and she's always saying that. She's like, when Doctor Strange gets more popular, she's like, I really hope that they make a, a and she'll just list random items that she wants with like Doctor Strange on it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had people that thought, you know, Hunt Showdown should have been more popular than it was. Um, and it just, it may have dropped at the wrong time, you know? Timing is everything these days with games, because you you could drop on the heels or right before something huge and just get absolutely drowned by the other game's popularity, you know? Soothe, Soothe, with a Z, responded to the poll, no, but to be fair, the game never interested me uh, to begin with. That's fair. I mean, I, I they, they, that that like we were just talking about. Not every game is for everybody. King Curmudgeon says it was kind of a fun little game, put you in a good mood when you were forced into our homes last year. Uh, it served a purpose at the time. That time has passed. I still think it has uh, great uh, seasonal potential. I think it has great seasonal potential, right? As in. You know, when they update the season, people can kind of come back and enjoy themselves, and the developers can make good money. That's kind of what you want to see for a game like this. Like, I want, I want games to be successful. Um, I want games to be successful. I want them to, to succeed. I want them to make money and make more and make a sequel. Right? Um, I think that's important because it. You know, it spurs on innovation. I played a game the other day for the PlayStation. I played it on my PlayStation 5 called The Pathless. And that game surprised me. So good, so innovative, really creative. The traversal and the puzzle solving. It's like, I've never played a game like this ever before. And I think that's when you're going to see that. You're going to see developers start to step out and take those risks when, you know, when they're successful, when they get support. So... If you guys are enjoying your time here this morning, be sure to smash the like button. I'll be doing an official 10-minute talk about Fall Guys outlining the update for Season 4, talking about, like, is it just a fad? Why? So smash the like button. Let's roll over to 600 likes. If you haven't clicked subscribe yet, this is a Monday through Friday show. It's like a live radio show you can interact with, and uh, you can make sure that you're here bright and early in the morning if you hit subscribe and the bell button. And... It is a safe-for-work broadcast. You don't got to worry about the language I'm going to use. We keep it safe for work on this channel. Uh, when we go over to the gaming channel, not so much, but that's a separate channel and a separate broadcast. Uh, Colin responded to the poll. I can't even say I would get back. I played the beta or demo and had fun, but I can't say a game suited for me 
as a live service. It seemed like the type of game to play for maybe two or four hours and put it down for forever. Um, seasons, let's see, seasons need a hook for players like you. That's ultimately where seasons probably should focus their attention is some kind of a hook. Can you hook people to come back in? Like, oh, you gotta come in here, right? Um, it, it, it would be, it has to be more than a game mode. It has to be more than a feature or a skin. You would, you would need something like, oh, we got to definitely go try that out. You know, we got to go try that out. Come on, y'all. We need 20 more likes. What's going on? What's going on? Wake up, smash it, smash it. Varian, uh, with a comment on the poll says, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll keep it on my PS4 for the kids. Uh, same to a degree. You know, I keep it on my stuff for the kiddos too. Uh, Maximo says, without writers coming soon, sadly, no. The game is fun, but old for me, quick. Um, tough to care about it with other games launching. Other games launching are going to really compete for your attention, especially a game like this, this just sort of a party game. Young Crisis says, cool game. Uh, I don't know about having longevity, though. Agreed. Agreed. Never actually played. I'm on Xbox. Uh, the Xbox Switch uh, blessing will probably help big time. I would imagine. I would imagine Fall Guys is probably looking at a very, very large player base push and a large income influx when they launch on the Switch. That's a big market. That is a huge market that they're not on right now. And it the game is literally it's made for the Switch, dude. It's made for it. Oh yeah, let's see if I can get a couple of wins. You know? Let's see if I can get a couple of qualifications here and 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 get some currency and I'll buy some stuff. You know, like it's made for the Switch. And Xbox, I mean, come on. Once it's on Xbox Game Pass, ooh, that's gonna be really, really good. I mean, that's gonna be a lot of people playing that game. They're about to have server problems. <laughs> They're about to have server problems. That's that's a really, really big market influx. Uh, and that hasn't even happened yet. So that's one of the reasons why I would say, like, is it a fad? It might be, but they played their cards really, really well. You know, they played their cards really, really well. And they're about to land on, you know, a massive, massive market jump. So uh, let's see here. LTM Killa. There just isn't longevity in this game. New seasons are cool, but they last for a day and then you get bored. Uh, time gated modes, maybe. Special events. I could see them doing like time gated modes, special events. Hilly Heat got a screenshot of what? 69 comments. Can we get that? Nope, 70 comments. I was too slow, Hilly. If studios keep making games that you can pick up and put down at any time like BRs, they need to not be surprised when people put it down. Well, they got to give you that reason to come back, you know? It's also a great mobile type game. Yeah. 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 Epic purchased them, so there's that. Yeah, that Epic acquisition is, uh... It's probably pretty nice. It's probably pretty nice getting that Epic acquisition, you know? Uh, Creed commented on the poll here and says, I believe games like this are meant to be picked up and put back down, what Fuzzy just said. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some games just have a place, just have that place in the gaming 
uh, community. I agree. Yep. Uh, TSMI says, I'll jump in when the game comes to Switch and Xbox. Lots of folks on those platforms. Lots of folks on those platforms, you know. Please find out who added a comment at 69. They need to go. (laughs) Uh, Mark says, I abstain from the vote. I wouldn't say it's enough to get me back in. It's about the same level of fun it always was. It's fun for a while, but it's not the type of deeper or more immersive experience as other games meant to be deeper or more immersive. So while I won't be grinding it for three to four hours at a clip, it's fine. New shows, extra fame, not mind-blowing, nothing to complain about. A good take. I think that's a good take on the game. I do. I think that is uh, a solid way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Lono. Oh, it might have been me. Yeah, because it counts my comments when I co- when I write responses to people. Um, I'm honestly surprised they're even supporting the game still. Um, really? Bought by Epic and soon to launch on Switch and Xbox? I don't know, dude. That's pretty big. <laughs> That's pretty big. Yeah, it's not even on Xbox yet, Eugene. Yeah. It's going to be on Game Pass this summer, and it's not on the Switch either. Like, they're they're doing just fine. <laughs> they're doing just fine. I, they'll be, uh... They'll be okay. They'll be okay, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, Upper Echelon's going to have a video today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure when it'll be, but, uh... Yeah, somebody's saying he usually uploads midday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Butters says it's a laid back game, but it's too small to be something that you play days on end. I think the update might bring people back in for two or three days. I wonder if they need to try weekend or monthly events. Like, they do the limited time modes that you can do. Um, they do the limited time modes, and I wonder if they should consider doing something on like a monthly or weekly or you know weekend basis or something because that i think can have like a really inviting you know effect to keep people wanting to come back in um you know uh they would have they would have had to have thought that through. I don't know if they do monthly or weekend events. They might. I, I know my daughter booted up yesterday and it was like, hey, you're getting double, you know, double points or whatever because the new season's about to uh, start or this season's about to end or whatever it said. So they might do stuff like that on a regular basis. Problem is, problem is if you're not playing, you don't know. Is it cross-platform? It is, yes. Right now it's just PC and PS4. Um, I think people are probably underestimating just how many people play this game. Uh, children play this game. It's doing just fine. That and how many micros, you know, the micro spending store is probably super, super healthy. Um, Fall Guys on Switch and Xbox is supposed to be this summer. It's, that's when it's supposed to happen. Summer of 2021. Uh, DTM65 says I enjoyed Smash Brothers back in the day with friends in college but with random people over the internet it's just less interesting it's just not my style of game Uh, lots of people with this take lots of people with this take it's totally fine it's definitely not a game for everybody you know and that's healthy I think to be like nah it's not for me you know what I mean 
So, Sparta says, never tried it before, but still no interest in the game. Uh, I get that. Uh, Kareem says, don't usually play games like this, just isn't my style. Uh, yep. UK Stobbs, voted no, never played it in the first place. Sorry, that's fine, that's fine. Texas Heat says, I like playing Fall Guys with my buds. They can put out all the content they want for the game, but if my buds are not playing, then I'm not either. The new squad mode will likely bring you all back then. The new squad mode has a lot of promise, I think, for friends that were enjoying playing. You don't have to worry about the, like, oh man, somebody got elimmed in the first game. There's nothing, I mean, that, that's just such a buzzkill. Like, yeah, man, let's go in and play. And then you're the first out. And then the next time you guys boot up, you're the first out. So the squad mode is basically going to be you win or lose as a squad, right? So if if you get third place and then me and this other guy get, you know, seventh or eighth, then it's going to tabulate our score. It's going to tabulate our score sort of as a uh, as a squad and that's how that's how they're gonna that's how they're gonna keep it that's the the only way I think that you do this is essentially with with how they're how they're structuring it because you 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 have to make it squad oriented now one of the reasons that I didn't like I did not like the way they set up some of the squad games was because it was too RNG based. A lot of you probably remember playing and you'd play like the soccer game or the game where you push the ball and it was like, or the game where you're supposed to grab tails or whatever and it's just like, you literally feel like you have no control over what happens. It just feels like I'm waiting for the dice to roll and then I'll see if I make it to the next round or not. Squads is them trying to get people back into the game. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. I actually think it will make a difference if streamers get behind it. So right now, they're landing at what would probably be a really, really good time. So Outriders is probably going to be a very watched game, a very popular game next week. Okay, So for this entire week, when the season's brand new and starting, they're going to likely have a bunch of streamers playing squad mode and celebrating it, and then a bunch of people are going to see it and then go check it out. I think they're actually striking at a really, really good time for maximum, you know, efficiency of of the mode and getting people back in. Dig the shirt. Thank you. This is one of many shirts you can get at 80stees.com. If you use the shirt command in chat, it'll take you to all of their Thor shirts because uh, I'm wearing a Thor shirt today from them. Be sure to use code LONO for 30% off at 80stees.com. 30% off is nice because it's all officially licensed stuff, so it's not cheap. Uh, and the, the, the product quality is amazing. So be sure to use code LONO anytime you go over there. Uh, that's on everything in the store, not just the Thor stuff. Uh, if they get a squad with Tim streaming and failing, it's going to be big. Yeah, yeah. They they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, and streamers have to know it's a great time to, to jump. It's a great time to jump on it. Um, you know what I mean? It's a great time. Michael Bear responded to the poll says the new game mode would be what is needed to keep more people interested. It's a BR like game that doesn't make me feel like I need to panic over third party combat. Yep. <laughs> Hated that in Apex. 
I, I hated that in Apex. Apex was so fun, but I could not stand all the third party. Um, Ashton says, I see Fall Guys just a fun game to play uh, from time to time. Agreed. I, I could see this coming back on Friday nights. This Friday night, we're going to be doing It Takes Two. Uh, me and Hilly will be playing. Uh, for the time being, we won't be doing any Madam Crumpet streams. We kind of talked about it, and we came to a decision and just didn't think it was it was uh, the appropriate time for that. And so, there's a lot that went into the decision that I'm not going to go into um, for us personally in our marriage, but the Hilly streams have been hilarious. So make sure you're subscribed to the gaming channel this Friday night. It takes two uh, more Hilly hijinks is what we're calling it. It should be very, very, very fun. Um, oh, and I have a code. I need to look it up. I have a code for can't drive this. I got another one, um, that I can give away to the VIPs. We can do a drawing in the discord. Um, let's see here. It's for PlayStation. So I have a PlayStation code for can't drive this that I can give away, uh, to the to the to the VIPs. I hate that the current climate led to that decision. It's no, there's more to it than that, Sven. I'm just I just don't want to go into it. I don't want to go into the reasoning. Um, it would likely just draw. Um, it's like we are totally fine and comfortable with 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 streaming. It just doesn't seem like something that's appropriate right now. And for her personally, she was just like no. So, because we're in like a really good place and we kind of don't want to disrupt that with like a decision that's like, oh, it'd be fun and tons of people would want to watch. It just doesn't, it just doesn't seem like the right decision. Uh, can I make a game request? Uh, you gotta be tier two to make a game request. That's something that we specifically reserve for that tier. Uh, cause it, you know, I buy the game, play the game, dedicate time to it. So it's not something I just do willy nilly. Um, I love my 80s tees. The quality is so much better than other shirts I bought online. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Owen Legend says, Fall Guys for me is just a game I play with friends when we all rarely get together, but it's just like a quick hour of fun. If they're all playing, there's a chance I'll also play, uh, but I wouldn't play Fall Guys any other way. Squads uh, mode sounds like it is landing at the right time. I mean, you got to consider, too, from a streaming aspect, right? If you get immediately elimed, then you're just kind of sitting watching your buddies continue to play, and that's just kind of rough. So, yeah, Tier 2 is a bit pricey, Smashville, and it's that way on purpose. Like, I can't be honoring requests from every like from everybody. It would just get, it would get kind of ludicrous. Um, so... Uh, Joel C says my biggest problem with Fall Guys was that there felt like there was no depth to the gameplay while it's nice to have a low skill floor a low skill ceiling just makes it about luck Um, this is the broad but thin principle uh, which hurts it for uh, lots of players this is something that we're going to talk about in the 10 minute if you're listening to audio you've already heard this but there's a there's a broad but thin principle that applies to games like this they have to be broad which necessarily kind of makes them a little bit thin yo what's good Roy boy um so what's the decision we were considering bringing back streams with my wife on Friday nights and I thought a good stream game for it would be the game called it takes two uh but it just isn't something that you know 
she nor I are comfortable with. She kind of expressed her own concerns about it. Um, and I basically said that, okay, well then I'm not comfortable with it. Like when I listened to her and kind of heard where she was on it, I was like, well, then we're not doing it. Um, it's a bummer, but it's just one of those things that, you know, has kind of happened in the, in the, the fog of war and what folks did to me, what they did to my family. It's just one of the things we've, we've had to come to grips with just changes in how we do things. Um, not putting pictures of the kids up and stuff on Instagram and stuff. Um, so, uh, Ronald, uh, Demeter says, is fall guys still a thing? I thought after season two, it got shut down. Uh, nah, (laughs) doing well, uh, bought by Epic and landing on Xbox and the switch this summer. Yeah, dude, still around, man. Still alive and well. <laughs> it's doing. It's actually doing fine. I mean, it's doing less than it used to, but it's still doing fine. Fall Guys is a first-person VR game. Would be wild. Oh, that would be kind of fun. I feel like that might. I don't know though. That might get a little. Um, you might get a little seasick. You know, you might get a little seasick playing it. So, hi, mama. Yeah, we're recording the, the 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 poll section. I'm reading through the results. The poll. Uh, Nefitz says, The game was totally a fad, uh, and the stay-at-home situation helped it be more popular than it would have been. It's a couch party game like Mario Party. Fun with friends, but not sustainable. Uh, I think this summer uh, will tell a different story. I actually think this summer is going to tell a different story. I really, really do. They're gonna they're gonna have a huge explosion of popularity once they're on more platforms, and especially once they're on Game Pass as well uh, as the Switch. I think that will be um, that'll be huge for the game. You know, personally, uh, I think it'll I think it'll I think it'll take things into a very very good direction. See, Brandon says, Fall Guys, uh, I won't even watch the trailer, lol. Sven says, I always play it from time to time, not religiously or exclusively since launch. It's always a fun game whenever I jump in, but it's not typically a game I devote a lot of time to. Uh, it has the mobile game feel for some. I think it feels like a mobile game for some people. Um, they're like, yeah, it's just like a mobile game. Like, I'll touch it here and there. I'll play it here and there. It's fun. But I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not going to dedicate a bunch of time or hours to it, which is totally understandable. It's not really meant to be that kind of a game. I think they're totally happy with if they see that player behavior. I think they're totally fine with that. I think they're probably watching you and they're saying, like, I think they're probably saying, look, that's kind of what we expect from a game like this. You know, that's what we expect. Eh, we 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 don't expect this to be a game that people play religiously or dedicate a bunch of time to we anticipate this game likely uh being a a touch and go sort of a game you know one that you one that you dip in dip out dip in dip out i i would i would i would hazard to say that they almost anticipated that and to some respects maybe they want that like they don't need it to be at its absolute fever pitch you know, every single day. That's <laughs> that's not sustainable either. That's not sustainable as an expectation, you know, to have to get that server sustainability and 
the adaptability. I just, they're probably okay with you playing that way. Uh, it's never interested me, says Sorcerer of Havoc. I get that. Bad normal. It was a nice change of pace, but once you get a crown, the carrot is gone for me. Uh, I bet a lot of people felt this way. I bet a lot of people felt this way, right? You're only playing to get that crown. You're like, I gotta get at least one crown. I gotta get at least one victory. And then you get it, and I think a lot of the drive just evaporates. You're like, I got my crown, dude. I got my crown, I'm good. That's all I was kind of going for. That's all I was kind of hoping for. (laughs) You know? I don't know if I want to go for another, you know? And see, this is where they could do the you know, the event thing, the weekly, or not weekly, but like the weekend thing or the monthly thing where, you know, getting crowns is more appealing or something. I don't know. So you'd really have people fighting and clawing to win. Mick Rich says, for sure going to be jumping back in with my kids. Should be fun. Same. My daughter's very excited. She's very excited about all the new stuff. Uh, She's pumped. She's been playing a lot. Uh, Adam says, I see it like a board game. Can occasionally be fun with friends, but it's not something I'd be committed to or follow super closely. Makes sense to me. I think a lot of folks treat it that way. Uh, Brett Hammond says, I was actually surprised they didn't initially launch on Switch. Seems like it's meant to be a mobile game. Agreed. Uh, A five spot from Life is Great. Are all these games going to Game Pass bad for gaming? I can't see how it would be bad for gaming. I, I, I can't see a good argument as to, oh yeah, it's so bad for gaming to let people, you know, get ease of access to try out games and more people get exposed to games, which in turn means the games have to be good and worth playing or you're going to get a bad rap. Like people are thinking that like, oh, games are just going to get a fat check from Microsoft and launch crap. First of all, I don't think Microsoft's going to do that. Second of all, do you really want, as a game developer, to have a bunch of people play your game and conclude that it's no good? That's not good for future projects, future backing, investing. It's not going to make your publisher happy if you have one. If you're indie, it's not going to make anybody who helps back or invest your game very happy. If you launch crap and then a ton of people, what you know, 20-something million Game Pass subscribers around now, probably... I, I would say it's good for gaming. If if you're listen, if you're going to expose your game to a larger audience, then the game of necessity has to be really good, or it's going to be bad for you as a company. I I don't know. This content format's excellent, Lono. I haven't been here in a long time, but I'm adding you back to my daily work and lurk. Oh well, thank you. We're hoping to. I know that this topic in particular might not be near and dear to your heart. But if I can cover gaming news that's relevant, brand new season of Fall Guys, or, you know, the the news, the press release from the guys working on Dying Light, or the newest patch for Outriders, if I can cover those things from an informative way, but also from a discussion podcast, you know, format, that's likely to be very good for us long term. You know, in six months, the hope would be people would tune into this channel for both news and discussion which means there's always something for us to talk about and break down. I keep having, hearing people say that Microsoft is not going to launch crap. Look what it did to Halo. If no one complained about Halo, the crap Halo that showed us uh, is what we would have got. 
yeah, but again, I, I don't know. If Game Pass is bloated with bad games, Microsoft will fix that pretty quickly. Game Pass is their long-term plan. I don't understand how you as a gamer can look at a scenario where you pay a small amount of money and get to sample a ton of games and then decide which ones you think are well worth your time. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know. How is that bad for gaming? How is that bad for you? The topic to me this morning was like WTF, but you make it so people can keep topics going and keep it interesting. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. If I can make Fall Guys an interesting topic, then we're we're good. <laughs> if I can keep you guys, you know, interested in talking and taking a poll, uh, you know, about Fall Guys Season 4, even if it's largely negative, you know, 87% of the 635 votes are saying no. Um, I know you guys are like, oh, but it's negative, I'm not interested. Every comment, every vote helps. So, you're, you're helping more folks come in here and find this awesome place. I think if it doesn't make you turn around and buy the game, it would hurt the company. I would think they've been healthily compensated, though. They've been compensated, I would think. I don't I don't think they're like, oh, shucks, you know, all that Microsoft money and less people are buying the game. Like, I, I don't think so. I would I would think that they're okay from from the the looks of how many companies are willingly do, willingly doing it. You know, I, I, I don't think Microsoft is giving them peanuts. Netflix ruined movies. Worst thing that happened to the industry and all the projects that small studios made that are on Netflix are bad. No one ever. <laughs> uh, Titus, I would rather start playing Among Us than Fall Guys. Battle Royale games just aren't very appealing to me. Um, a lot of people in that category. There's a lot of people in that category. They're like, I just don't want to play a game like that. It's not fun to be like, well, only one person wins. You know? Um, you literally shoutcast at people taking screenshots in quarters. Pretty sure you can make grass growing entertaining. <laughs> Have you seen what's on Game Pass? Uh, you literally need to look most of them up just to make sure they are real. Again, though, I don't understand why that's bad for gaming. I don't know. The last couple times I've looked at what I could get on Game Pass, I'm like, oh, there's a couple good games in here. And they just snagged Bethesda. Like, I just, I don't know. You guys aren't making an argument. You're just saying, oh, there's there's bad games on there. Oh, okay. Are you making an argument or are you just t- telling me that the sky is blue? That's not an argument. Like, it might rain today, okay? There's clouds in the sky. Well, that, that doesn't, that's not why it might rain today. You would need to, like, formulate an argument. Why is Game Pass bad for games? Why, if there's some stinker games on Game Pass right now, why is that bad for games? Like, I don't. Isn't Game Pass meant to be a giant, almost encyclopedic game library that's there for you to keep you on Microsoft? You know, I, I, I can't see anybody looking at that Rolodex of games and being like, this is so bad for gaming. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm not connecting the dots that you guys are, are throwing out there. Not every game is going to be amazing that's on Game Pass, and not every game is going to appeal to you either. I don't know. It's it's like the free games on Epic. Sometimes there's really, really bangers on there, and sometimes there's games on there you're like, I don't know, this game looks terrible. You know? So... Uh, Mike Faz says the game is fine to play with friends every now and then I think to really be successful they need to go free to play Uh, I can see that happening later this year after they launch on Xbox 
uh, and Switch. I could see them going free to play later this year. In the long term, I think it could work out, but in the short term view, it devalues the developer's effort and promotes pushing more beta type titles and unfinished work on the Game Pass users. Just my opinion. I don't see that trend. I think you'd have to create a pretty convincing arc to, to, to claim that's a trend right now. Um, I'm not seeing them pushing beta type titles and unfinished work on the Game Pass users. Um, I'm not seeing that trend. I mean, it could become a trend. I mean, anything could become a trend, but I'm not seeing that at the moment. As a Game Pass subscriber, if you want to support the devs, you can buy the game and the DLC at a discounted price. That, yeah, that's also an option. Because you don't know if it's always going to be there, and you don't know if you always want to keep Game Pass. So, not all games stay on Game Pass. Eventually, they leave, and it's up to you to decide if you want to buy it or not. Yeah, that's true. It's almost like a sample platter, you know? It's like a sample platter. You got the blue badge now? Nice. Z-Logic. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, let's see here. Matt Bags. I'll play for a bit. It's definitely a party game or that Saturday morning pop-in type of game until you fall enough to get on your W for the day. Yep. Same. Uh, same for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's how I'm going to play it. You know, I'll play this afternoon, see if we can't bag a couple wins, try out some of the new modes, maybe pull some players in for some squads, you know? I haven't seen a finished game released in five years. Games being free can't change that. You haven't seen a finished game released in five years. Games being free can't change that. So you're... I don't understand what you're saying. So you're saying every game that releases on Game Pass or in general is not finished. It feels like a super broad broad stroke that is... I don't think that's a sustainable statement. To say that there hasn't been a finished game release in five years. Both on Game Pass or in general? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. In general? I... I mean, with respect, you, this this is going nowhere. You, to to say that you're worried Game Pass is going to push out beta type games, and then like the generic statement of like, oh well, all I'm seeing are, are games that don't launch complete. Name one. The onus is on you. You've made the statement. You have to back it up with evidence, not me. I've not made the assertion. You have. I don't have to sit here and prove to you that games launch complete. Because that's uh, that's not the argument. You've you've made the argument. You've not seen a single game launch complete. The onus isn't on me. I I I think there's been plenty of games that have launched complete, and we've played them. I mean, I've played I've played some games lately that have been solid, brand new games that have been totally good. I don't know. Just the other day, we 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 played some games that I thought were excellent. You know what I mean? If Game Pass is bad for games, then Steam Early Access has ruined games forever? Yeah, like, Steam Early Access, I mean, look at what we played. We played uh, that Raccoon game. Woo! That thing was rough around the edges. Why? Well, it's early It's early, uh, early Access. It's not even ready for launch yet. The whole point of Game Pass is that Microsoft accepts a loss on new games for gains of smaller, older, smaller games on a per-game basis. WWE pioneered this with their streaming stuff six to seven years ago. I don't know. I've not paid attention to the games that have launched on Xbox exclusively because they don't really do that that much right now. 
Uh, I was going back in the hole. I was talking about real games. Real games. I, again, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not catching it. Doom felt complete. Red Dead 2, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Sekiro. Even smaller titles have been fine. Ori and the Will of the Wisps was a complete game. That game was brilliant. They ironed out a couple bugs. That I mean, there was like a week where there were some weird bugs on console. I mean, maybe if that's what you mean, like they're not launching complete because they have bugs and glitches that need to be patched. I, I, I don't know. Who said Red Dead 2? I, I was just reading chat. Doom Eternal. Um, yeah, I don't know if Red Dead's where you want to go. Red Dead was was uh, Red Dead was rough. Red Dead was rough. The big titles definitely have a bad rap right now. The irony is, most of what's on Game Pass isn't big titles, right? Like, it's a lot of the smaller titles. Usually when I've checked Game Pass to be like, oh, what can we get this month? It's a lot of smaller titles that I've never heard of. So I don't know if the trend in that realm, independent games, smaller, less like lesser-known games, were are, are they incomplete? I wonder if the actual truth is is that these larger games are the ones that are more commonly incomplete because of the the sheer nature of their budgets and their crunch and everything that goes into production of games of that magnitude and size. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order was very... I thought that was very complete and very good. I just... I have felt like Game Pass is more of a sample platter of both small and big games alike, and I don't think that's having an influence on incomplete games. Games launching incomplete is not in any way, I don't think, connected to, to Game Pass. I think games launching incomplete is more connected to unhealthy trends in the industry with respect to untenable deadlines and developer crunch. Like... All you got to do is look at Anthem and look at Cyberpunk to know some of the biggest names in development, some of the biggest games that attempted to launch. It's it has nothing to do with Game Pass. It's because of unhealthy, you know, unhealthy standards in the industry. That's that's more to blame than anything. Um, Fallout seventy six is on Game Pass and it launched flawlessly. <laughs> I know Fallout 76 is in a better place now. Uh, Menacing Mommy says, I enjoyed the game, but playing solo isn't very fun, so this season uh, probably won't get me back into the game. Uh, That's squads mode, though. I don't know, man. That squads mode sounds really promising. Win and lose as a squad, you know? Smaller games being available on Game Pass is nothing but a win. A lot of indie games are hard to justify buying due to the small marketing uh, making me not know what I'm buying, thus not likely to buy. Plus, more indie games being on console is nothing but a win for gamers and devs. And more people get a, get to look at the game. Do you think Sony's play at home is trying to complete with, compete with Game Pass? I mean, probably. That's, I think, a likely... Wait, that, that that's a, that's a fine way to read what's going on there. You know what I mean? That's what I was suggesting. I think services like Game Pass promote an already unhealthy trend in the industry. I don't see them connected. I feel it is a non sequitur. There's unhealthy trends in the industry that are already in place. It does not follow that Game Pass is promoting those unhealthy trends. Because most of the games that have launched and have been completely botched lately have not been had anything to do with Game Pass. Cyberpunk, they didn't put Cyberpunk on Game Pass. Anthem was attached to EA, so that was a little bit different, right? Because they had their EA. EA was trying to sell their own thing. 
attached to a big name title like that. So that was, I think, a different scenario. Also, you have to understand something. (laughs) EA Play likely saved so many people money on Anthem. So is it really promoting an unhealthy trend in the industry? You know how many people saved money because they had EA Play? They were like, this game's trash. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't buy this for $60. I see it as the exact opposite. I see something like Game Pass as a consumer barrier of protection from spending money on crap because you can try it out. You can, you can try out Anthem on EA Play. You can try out Outriders on Game Pass. And you can get so many hours in and be like, this sucks. I'm not. I'm, I'm so glad I didn't buy this. It's. I actually think it's a barrier of consumer protection more than anything. Like, are you really going to risk launching your game on a subscription service that likely could turn into people being like, I'm not going to support this. You know what I mean? EA Play, though, is a publisher on service, a little different. But the same rule applies. You can spend a subscription for that month, try out the game, and be like, this game sucks. You just saved me $45. You just saved me $50. Whatever the frick. I think when you sign up Game Pass initially, it's like a dollar. They let you get like the first month for a dollar or something. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm seeing the exact opposite. Because if 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 you put your game on Game Pass and it sucks, you're taking a massive risk for long-term sales and return players. Because they're gonna be like, dude, I tried that on Game Pass. It was garbage. I'm not giving them any money. I'm not even gonna play. All that money went to the dev publisher. Right, but I'm saying the consumer was still protected I see what you're saying the relationship of where the money goes is different Eugene but the principle of what it did for the consumer still stands the consumer was able to save money and try out the game game pass is the truest form of free market competition for games the game is either good and captures gamers or it's left to die because everyone has no issue dropping a game they didn't pay for it's the perfect market creature says maybe I hope it goes that way but for me it looks like an excuse to mail it in um, here's one of the reasons I don't know if they can necessarily do that because some of the games they could put on Game Pass are good first and then they end up on Game Pass. You know. Also, I wonder what kind of a vetting process they go through before they put something on Game Pass. Like, what did Outriders have to prove would be my question. That's essentially my issue. Microsoft is inserting themselves in the supply chain. Isn't that kind of what Netflix did, though? You could buy movies individually, both digitally or on disc. Netflix comes in and says, you can subscribe to us, and you can get access to all these all these things as you can stream them as long as you maintain your subscription with us. And similar to Game Pass, some stuff falls off and they lose the rights to it. But to a certain extent, that's kind of what's happening, right? You're, you're They're creating... They're creating a, you know, they are stepping into the supply chain. But at the same time, doesn't that help you? I feel like it helps you. You can spend a very small amount of money on an annual basis and play thousands of dollars worth of games and it doesn't cost you that. The, the amount of product and game you can consume is significantly greater than what you're being required to spend. Game Pass is taking new releases and messing with that economy. 
sure and we don't know what that's going to do to developers long term as a consumer though isn't your primary concern maximum return on spending like if I tell you you can go to this store and spend $10 and you're going to get 10 packs of whatever it is you're shopping for or you can go to this other place and send $10 and get 7 packs well you're going to go where you get the most bang for your buck So as a consumer, I guess it's cool to be like elevated in your concern above the idea of like, well, I don't care what happens to the devs in the economy of gaming. I'm saving money. Most consumers think that way, though. They're like, I don't care. Saving me money. I spend X number of dollars a year for Game Pass and I can literally spend I can literally play more games than I would ever buy in a given year ever. I want the industry to be healthy because that's what's best for me long term. Sure, it. I, I don't disagree with that. In general, when I look at Microsoft, and I know everybody always wants to look at like major corporations, and they like they see the devil behind every shadow, right? But I look at Microsoft buying up and backing indie studios, and it's like, okay, who? A lot of those games weren't going to get funded. A lot of those games were never going to likely see the light of day or probably get any exposure or even be successful. So I look at Epic and I look at Microsoft and I'm like, way more games are getting made. Way more games are getting exposure that they never would have gotten. They've built the platform and these games can flourish on them. It's why I don't really gripe too much about like, the revenue share with YouTube. I'm like, they build a platform that enables me to do this. So if Epic builds a platform or Microsoft builds a platform and it empowers both financial flow of revenue and income to back games and devs that ordinarily would have probably either drowned in their own costs or barely make barely broke even because they couldn't get notice on the marketing circuits of all these big titles that are out there. They get sort of swallowed by the industry. It's almost like Microsoft and Epic can be like Big Daddy, you know, Big Daddy Warbucks here and lift you up and say, here, we funded your project. Guys, check out this title. Check out Spiritfarer. Like, how successful was Spiritfarer? That was made by the developers that made uh, Sundered. Lotus Games, I think is their name. How big and, and far was the reach of Spiritfarer compared to where they would have been if they funded it by themselves? How big and far was the reach of Ori and the Will of the Wisps because it was backed by Microsoft and thrown on Game Pass? How big and far is the reach going to be for Hellblade 2 because Ninja Theory gets acquired by Microsoft? Like, I don't know. Like, I can see concern, but I could also see like none of these things would have likely happened without Microsoft stepping in. I think it's great for certain segment but potentially terrible and catastrophic for other segments. I think every element of the of the gaming economy is probably rife with that, though. Continuing on the trend that we were continuing on, right? You were likely going to see indie titles go nowhere and big titles continue to fall on their face. Right? Like, that's not good for the market either. Indie titles seemingly unable to ever get any any attention economy. They never get any share of the attention economy. And the only games that get the share of the attention economy are big budget titles that flat just flop on their face. Whether it's Cyberpunk or Anthem or or any of the other titles that had rocky bad launches. I don't think that was good long term for the for the economy of gaming either. 
no, no matter what path you go on, it's going to be, I would think, uh, you know, late, laden, laden with risk. I would think. I don't necessarily know if there's an alternative. Because companies are going to get involved, budgets become a thing, bottom line and ROI matters, and that's always going to bring both empowerment, but also risk of corruption. Like, that's just the nature of business, probably, I think, in general. Like, look at the streaming world. Look at everything that happened over the weekend with me and with Upper Echelon. Like, the minute money and competition is involved, it's a breeding ground for corruption. And in the gaming world, every game is competing for your attention. And Epic and Microsoft are saying, we've got an idea. We'll gobble you up. We'll gobble you up, give you more money than you ever needed, and we'll put you in front of more people than you ever anticipated being in front of. Don't put new releases on it, at least not third-party titles. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm as concerned about that. I don't know. Like, you're acting like, like, people can fly had no say in the matter. Like, they had a say in the matter. They could have been like, no, we don't want to do that. We'd rather we'd rather bank on margins on our sales instead of go on Game Pass. They probably crunched the numbers. Microsoft said on average, games that launch on our Game Pass generate this much in micro spending, generate this much traction their launch week. Why you'd be stupid to pass this up. You'd be so stupid to pass this up. And the reason Outriders probably had no qualm signing, they did a month-long demo. They clearly were confident that their game was going to capture an audience that that was was liking the game that they were building like you're not doing a month long who's who's gonna do a month long demo unless they're super confident in the product you know I think the economics are all screwed right now Microsoft's paying too much and game pass is being too cheap it's not settled in if the growth patterns for the subscriber base for Game Pass continues to hit the levels that it's hitting, they're playing the wide net game. They cast a wide net, they get millions and millions of subscribers on there, and then in six months, it's at a size where the residual on that is, is ridiculous. The consistent residual income. They could start scaling back what they spend. Right? You gotta spend money to make money, right? Like, they're spending money now up front, and then in six months, behind the scenes, they can start to scale back the offers, scale back the investment in it, and they've got a subscriber base that's obscene. You know, I mean, Netflix was doing that with some of their original titles, right? Investing a ridiculous amount in original titles like House of Cards, and then they might scale back some of those budgets long term once the subscriber base hits a certain size. It's essentially free for people right now. Yeah. It's just a loss leader. They're leading with a loss. They give it to you for a dollar. Why? Because they they know the numbers. If a million people take them up on that deal, there's 700,000 that are going to forget to cancel it. You know? You see how many people reeled at the Netflix increases? Yeah. Yeah. Netflix is in debt right now every month. Oh, really? Are they in bad trouble? <laughs> they did spend a lot on some, some of those. Excuse me. Some of those production budgets were insane. We need six more likes for 700 likes, guys. 
Thanks for the strong support today of a topic that's a, that's a little bit different than what we ordinarily talk about. But as you can see, we can pretty much talk about anything here. Talking about, is Fall Guys just a fad? We're going to do our 10-minute talk here in just a moment. If you're listening to this recording elsewhere, this is basically like a morning coffee segment where I go through and read poll results. If you want to catch these live, always be sure to check out sntrlive.com. <laughs> 